Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I love surveys. How many of you would say, it does, it, this doesn't mean it's evil, but how many of you would say, I have some bad habits I need to break? Would you raise your hand? Whether it's picking your nose in public, scratching your armpits, I don't know, biting your nails, whatever that is. I feel like I did better with my nails during COVID. And I wasn't afraid of the germs, but it, it was like, I just without even thinking about it, I thought, oh, man, I'm doing better with about nibbling on my nails. It's been an old nervous energy habit. So you got some, some bad habits. Most humans do here and there. How about, how many of you know that you have some good habits? So raise your hand. You're here on a Sunday. That's a good habit. You pray and read your Bible. Those are good habits. We'll talk some more about that here after a while. Habits are everywhere. And there's a lot of bad habits out there. There are those that border on evil, and those are those, there are those that are just bad habits. They're not good. Whichever way you cut them, they're not good habits. So everybody has some habits. They need to change around, turn around. And it all starts with something small. But I want to talk to you about that today after we read this text. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Ephesians 4, 17. I also want to say happy birthday to Brianna. I think her birthday was yesterday. She is 21. Can you imagine that? I met her when she was two. So that is incredible. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for Brianna and her life. She led us in worship today because Ms. B's voice and throat weren't where they needed to be. So she, she took over and did a fine job today. So happy birthday. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Now I'm going to read through this text. It's a decent-sized text. I want you paying attention. I want you looking up at the screen. I want you thinking of questions you have in your mind. You can even ask me questions after the service or throughout the week. Um, but I really want you to focus and listen on this. We're talking about habits today, but especially in relationships. We've all had some bad habits in relationships. I know I do some stuff that irritates my wife. She'll, she'll tell you, no, Matt's, you know, in her sweet way, She'll say, no, baby, you're perfect. I'm like, uh-huh, but I can be irritating, right? Perfect, but got some habits that can be irritating in relationships. And some of these can just be irritations. Some can just be really bad habits that are hurtful and not good, all right? Not of God, maybe. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, here's how the apostle begins. He says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do. In this context, Gentiles are not only non-Jews, but he's speaking to Gentiles here in Ephesus as well. There are Jews and Gentiles. A Gentile is a non-Jew. But he's talking about don't live like the world lives, all right? That's what he's getting at. For they are hopelessly confused. Is the world confused right now? Everybody? I'm not being hateful. I'm not being harmful or hurtful. I'm telling you right now, people can't figure out which restroom they need to go to. Now, this may, may sound a little crude, but Do they asked Dolly Parton, said, what are you going to do? It's something about North Carolina a few years ago. What do you think about the, 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 the situation here, about the genders and everybody being allowed in everybody's restroom? And, and Dolly Parton said, you know, she's so country. She said, I'll pee wherever they tell me to pee. 
That's pretty crude, so if you need to forgive me, forgive me now. But that's what she said. She just wasn't even going to go there. But are people confused? And you'll hear people say that. I'm confused. Many times people are confused. Many times. You say, not always. Many times people are confused because they don't want to obey God. I learned that growing up. I stole that from somebody probably who's much wiser than me. But people are confused because they don't want to obey God. He says, don't live like the world does. They're hopelessly confused. Let's keep going. Their minds are full of darkness. They fill up on darkness. Do you see some of the yards in ha- on Halloween? Some of that stuff. Some of that stuff. I, our dog is not very, um, he, he's not real skittish. And, but I think, I think some of the things he looked at, he thought, I cannot figure out what's going on here. Really, we were walking the other day, and there was something in the yard, and he looked up startled like, what is that? It looked like a big demon. Man, if that's going on outside, what's going on on the inside? Minds, minds now are full of darkness. Jesus said in the days of Noah that uh, he said it's going to become like the days of Noah, but we're referred to the Old Testament says, in the days of Noah, people's every waking thought was evil. They said, what evil can I do now? And now we live in a world where they say, good is evil and evil is good. Have you noticed that? They gave us a hard time during COVID and made it sound like it was evil to go to church. That's just an example. And get ready. All of this is preparation for the next wave of whatever. Say, is it going to be COVID again or no? No, but if that shook you, get ready for the next thing. That's not to worry you. It's to prepare you. We've got to get our faith where it is now and our character. We've got to get, get it where it needs to be now. Faith and character need to be where they're supposed to be now because other things are coming. And everything's a test, people of God. You got minds full of darkness. It says they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts, what? Against Him. Oh, yes. They have no sense of shame. We're seeing that. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Can I get an amen? We're going to get into my points in a minute, but this text is considerable, so stay with me. Let's keep going. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, then what? Throw off your old sinful nature. Don't keep living like that. And your former way of life, someone say former, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Wow. Verse 23, instead let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Are you hearing me? Can't keep the same attitude you had in the world. You ever been around someone that just got a bad attitude and it's frustrating? Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Once again, a quick review. Righteous, being righteous is right with God. Holy is living like it. Righteous is right with God. Holy means your conduct shows that you are right with God. All right? Let's keep going. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. You see how all of this affects relationships? Keep going. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Man, get right with your spouse. Get right with your husband or wife. Get right with your mom or dad. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Years ago I heard dad say, man, if you don't get right at night, you'll wake up in the morning and you got horns growing out of your head. Whatever that means. (laughs) You look like somebody's yard for Halloween. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work. 
and then give generously to others in need. You're called to give. Got the Thanksgiving meal coming up. If you've gotten that link that we've sent out, you, you can sign up to do something for the Thanksgiving meal. Do it. Help somebody in need. We got people who come to the Thanksgiving meal that don't have a lot of needs, like me and you maybe, but then there are others who have lots of needs. Maybe they need some food that day. Maybe they need to be around some good people. So, man, think about that. Think about giving to that Thanksgiving meal next week. Look at this. Don't use foul or abusive language. Hmm. You say, but I'm not cussing. Uh Uh-huh, but language can be harsh. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who what? To those who hear them. Is that good? Yeah, that's really good. Verse 30, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved. Praise God on the day of redemption. Verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Slander is talking bad about people. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Can I get an amen this morning? There's a lot there, huh? There's a lot there. We're going to talk about it. So I want you to think back on what we just read, and there's a lot there. But think about what kind of habits you have in those areas, and we're going to begin with number one today, words. Someone say words. Words are powerful. Words can be good. Words can be evil. You can tear somebody down with words. You can build somebody up. I've heard stories of teachers in schools, man, changing a kid's life just because they gave them good words. I've heard of teachers, none in here. We have fabulous teachers here, and I know we have fabulous teachers in Hobbs, but I've heard of teachers breaking a kid down just because they didn't like them and the kid didn't have favor with them. I remember I had a coach in, in high school, and he told the story of growing up in Arkansas. His teacher one day said, I forget his first name. Was it Bill, maybe? said, Bill, stand up. I want the rest of the class to see you. He stood up, and the teacher said, I want everybody to know don't be like Bill. He's going to fail. Can you imagine doing that to a kid in front of everybody? They didn't like how he dressed. He wore really run-down clothes. I mean, they picked cotton and did all kinds of stuff. And, and so he'd just come to school as he could. And the teacher said, don't ever be like him. Don't look like him. Basically, he's not going to make it. Can you imagine someone saying that? No, you speak words of life. Words are important. And here's the issue with words. Good or bad, they become habitual. It's easy to have words as a habit, isn't it? Easy. Let's look at verse 25. Here's one, one way that we're talking about words here. It says, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we're all parts of the same body. How about these words? Look at verse 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let's go back to the body of that verse, if you would, please. I want to be able to see that whole verse up there, that same verse. Uh, Sorry, verse 29. There you go. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Let's linger there for a moment. I'm going to make sure he's not in here. Okay. But we went out with Help a Home yesterday. I went to a door, man. Knocked on the door. Man, I went to an apartment complex. Everybody was answering. I got rid of all my bags. I was so excited. Almost everybody was answering. It was exciting for Saturday morning. One guy answered. Man, he opened the door in a friendly way. I don't know how he did this, but with a cuss word. He's like, oh, man, bleep. I looked at him. I said, hey, how's it going, man? And he was friendly. 
hey, how's it going, sir? I said, man, just want to invite you to church. Oh, bleep, he said another cuss word. That was all, I, I guess that those were positive affirmations to him. And he was a heavyset guy. He had his shirt off, and I just kept looking at him. And I was doing my, he was cool. He was, like, he was cool. He wasn't being good with his language, but he was a nice guy. He was treating me with respect. And, and man, I just needed to bleep out every other word because he was saying, thank you. He was grateful. I told him where we were. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Okay. He said, man, we just want to give you a gift. We're praying for you, man, thinking about you. Come check us out at church. And, man, he, he must have said four, five, six cuss words in just a minute. Why? It was a habit. He didn't know what to do. I caught him off guard, number one. I probably woke him up. And he answered the door. Just, I mean, got to give him, give him points for that. He gets a gold star for even answering the door. But then he began to, and the words weren't awful, you know what I mean? But it was curse words. But he, those were his fillers. What did one guy say? They were his sentence enhancers. He was enhancing his sentences for me to know that he was serious and he was grateful. Bad habit. Some people, some people say, man, I don't use foul language, but, but you talk negative all the time. I have to be careful with that even in, in my marriage relationship with my wife. I've got to make sure that I'm speaking positive and speaking life. Right now, her body is healing from surgery and I'm speaking life over her. I always speak life over her. I make it a habit to text her sweet things and say sweet things. I make my mistakes, but I'm telling you, as a whole, I am geared usually to speak life and speak life and speak life to encourage my wife. And you've got to do that in your relationships. You've got to speak words of hope, words of love, words of life. You know, like the Toby Mac song, speak life. Good words, not negative words. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not really being abusive, but are you speaking negatively? you got to be positive. And I, here, let me tell you this about words. I love words. Those that know me, I'm always learning new English words, learning what they mean. I'm a big fan of words. I love words. The way they color a sentence, different nuances, the what they mean, shades of meaning. I love languages. I love good, positive words that help us to communicate. I love words. On the side, I teach English and Spanish classes here and there because I love words. I want people to be able to communicate, but I always want people to be able to communicate politely and in love and kindness, be tenderhearted with each other. That's what I want. Is the world full of harsh words? Oh, man, let me tell you this. We were in New York. Um, we had, we had a, a visit with a doctor over there. Jen's appointment in New Jersey, and we were in New York. And I'm going to tell you, we had favor the whole time. People were nice to us. We were amazed. We were kind to people. Someone told us, well, y'all are just nice to everybody, so you're getting favor back. People were nice. But I saw an interaction one day, and we were, we were right off of Times Square. It was the middle of the day. I don't remember which day of the week it was that we were there. And a guy, there were guys, man, there's just a lot of people. It's like, you, you guys know what this means? It's like this. And we weren't even in the Christmas season, but it was during the work day, during the work week. It was around lunch hour, and, man, people were going, and you're waiting at crosswalks. I kid you not, with 50 or 100 people at the crosswalk. And bikes are coming. People are on electric bikes. Well, these guys crossed in front of me. I was waiting. I'd, I'd gone to use the restroom in Macy's. <laughs> Couldn't even find the restroom. It was, like, down and left and right. Anyway, that's a whole other story. That'll preach someday. Man, it was hard finding the restroom. 
But I came out, and Jen was waiting for me on the other side of the street, and I came out, and these guys are speeding by on bikes. And I don't know what one guy said to another. They were right in front of me. I was waiting at the crosswalk. And a guy says something. Man, the dude that received whatever he got from the first guy that spoke responded with curse words that were tough. We're talking rated R. Just like that. They didn't know each other, but their interaction became negative in moments. It was amazing. The first guy just ignored him and kept going. He had like an electric bike. Boom. This guy stayed here cussing until he turned. He was cussing down the street, looking at the dude, looking for him like he was going to go do something. He was a lot skinnier than me, so I don't know what he was going to do. Maybe he was a martial artist. He was about half my size. He was like, I will mess you up. And he's using all kinds of words to describe that. I thought, wow, how abusive is that? What a response, right? They don't know each other. Words are powerful. Scripture says, Scripture says that words are either going to be death or life. Your words are either death or life. All right? So remember that before you speak. Your words, they lead to death or life. All right? So remember that every time you speak. Words are powerful. Words are important. Someone say this with me. Say, may the Lord help me with my words. I will do better with his help in Jesus' name. Very good. Words are important and powerful. Speaking good or negative, you got to speak words of life always. Now, how about your actions? This is real basic in here. There's some stuff that was covered in this text in Ephesians today. How about your acts, actions? Well, what kind of actions? What's a, what's a good habit that I can, I can take as an action? How about staying in the Word? we got folks in here that have known the Lord six months. A few months, all the way up to 30, 40, 50, 60 years up in here. My dad is, has been saved since eight, so he's been saved 67 years. 67 years. Wow. There are those, I'm telling you, we have a whole range and a whole spectrum of the people who have been saved one month, two months, all the way up to 67 years. But I need to tell you this, wherever you are with God, however long you've been with the Lord, You need to always stay in the Word and keep that as a good habit, always. Seeking God and staying in the Word, man, praying, that will always make sure the rest of your habits are good. I'm telling you, you've got to have a foundation. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. Scripture says, the wise man built his house upon what? The rock. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. You've got to speak words of life. You've got to speak words to him, and you've got to stay in his word. It's all about the word, and you've got to stay in his word all the time. You say, man, I'm in a season. I'm not able to read like read it like, hey, I haven't been reading like I usually do, reading the word like I usually do, but I hear chapters and chapters and chapters of the word every day. I'm in the word. Now, I read the word, but I haven't been reading chapters and chapters. I've been listening to the word in the season chapters and chapters. you got to get into the Word. You say, man, I don't understand it. Get you a translation you understand. I sound like a scratch CD or a broken record for those of you old enough to remember that reference. A broken record just on repeat, but you've got to get into the Word. you got to get into a Bible you understand. I teach and preach out of the New Living Translation. Someone say New Living. Even if you say, I understand King James, okay, that's fine. You need to get a, a more modern translation. King James is a beautiful translation, but we don't talk like that anymore, okay? Doth thou understand me? Hast thou heard, 
Hast thou heard the words that have proceeded from my mouth? It's a beautiful translation. But I'm telling you, even if you say, I understand it, you're going to run into stuff that don't make sense to you because it's, it was written and translated in 1611, updated in the 1800s. So you've got to get into the Word. That's got to be one of your healthy actions because that is a habit. Make it a habit today, people of God. The Word. Someone say the Word. Uh-huh. Make it a habit. Praying. Man, I'm telling you, I, I hit this from a personal level. You need to be praying on your own. But pastor's been hitting this for months and years. We need to come in here and pray as well. You don't have to come in here every day and pray together. That's great if you can. But there's opportunities now. Throughout the week, Monday through Thursday, 6 a.m., Friday nights at 7 p.m., Sunday nights at 5 p.m. There's always a chance for you to come here and pray corporately. you got to pray alone. you got to pray and have your walk with God alone. But you got to come pray with other believers, too. It will strengthen your faith. Strengthen your faith, it'll strengthen theirs. And so come and pray, all right? Stay in the Word, stay in prayer. How about this as an action? You ever been in a season or known somebody whose whole life has been this season of they just don't treat people right? They're just mean. They're grumpy. They're miserable. Hey, you need to give that to the Lord. It's time. You have a will. You can choose. I know. There's been times I've asked my wife, I said, man, baby, that dude, every time I see him, what is going on? And my wife is real gracious, like, baby, I don't, I think, he, I don't think he feels good. <laughs> I don't think he feels good. Let, like, let's give him some. He's feeling terrible. He acts like he's in pain. Okay, I can see that. But, man, you've got to come to the place where you make, a, make it a habit to treat people well. Say, well, everybody's different. He can handle it. You can handle it. We can handle it. Or some can't handle it. Here's what Jesus said. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's that simple. I treat others like I want to be treated. And I fail in, in that I fail in that respect some, way, some ways I know I do. But in other ways, man, I'm going strong with God's help. Man, I got to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. So that's my actions. Treat people right. This has always bugged me, and I've overcorrected. I'm probably too friendly at four-way stops. But I've always hated this. I don't know why. I'm like, I don't know this person. They pull up. They're telling me to go, and I'm politely telling them to go, and they're going. (laughs) Baby, I think I pulled a muscle. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. They're going. Like, all irritated. So me, man, I probably overcompensate. I pull up, man, and I'm like. I love you. Come on. You know, I try to, because I, I don't know why I hate that. People are just in their car, just impatient. Come on, man, you are in Hobbs, New Mexico. You're not in L.A. or New York. If you have road rage over there, okay, there's forgiveness and stuff. But come on, man. And mad, men and women. Man, don't do that. I, I treat people like I want to be treated. Man, come on. Okay, let's go. Let's just let's be patient with people. Let's be kind. All right? Stay in the Word, treat people right. How about, here's an action. How about what you eat? We'll get into that more, I think, in this series. We'll see as the Lord leads me. But eating is very habitual, isn't it? For some of us more than others, man. And I'm going to tell you right now, I like sweets. I like sodas. But I don't drink sodas every day. You've heard this example before. I wish they, I wish they made me look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, that's a little big. 
back in his prime. But I wish they just ripped my body and made me strong and lean and bigger and healthier, but sodas don't work that way. Neither does chocolate usually say, well, I, I eat dark chocolate. Well, good. Praise God. That's good. That's probably better than milk chocolate. I don't know. We have actions. The things we're putting into our bodies, those, those become a habit, right? So we really want to look out for that. Make sure your actions are good and lead to, they lead to a situation where we're glorifying God and we're taking care of ourselves and others. That's what you're called to do as a believer is give glory to God, love him and love others. It's that simple. Love him and love others. So make sure your actions are lining up with the word, all right? So let's go to verse 25 through 28. Let's just read through that. I want to I read it. I alluded to it a while ago. It says, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we're all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Hmm. Verse 28, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. All right? So you want to make sure your actions are lining up with God's word. Sometimes it's harder than others. All right? How about this? How about thoughts and attitudes? Can thoughts and attitudes become a habit? Oh, yes. Let's talk about some negative ones first. How about fear? How about believing lies? We've all done it. Say, man, I don't know why I was so quick to believe that. It's not even the truth. Fear, lies, or you're struggling with depression or heavy thoughts or low self-image, low self-confidence. Whatever these things are, I'm not bringing a condemning word. Let's, let's touch on that. Let's correct it in God's word. But how many of you know we've got to make our thoughts and attitudes habitually good? That's why pastor's always talking about renewing the mind. That's why we offer spiritual warfare class, discipleship classes, connect groups. We want to get you to a place where you're thinking good things where you're believing the right things. I've had people read the Bible for years and then tell me stuff that they believe, and I go, wait, are you still reading your Bible? Because that's against what God said. And I don't usually come across that way, but I go, where, where is, I love to disarm people with this, is where is that in the Bible? Can you show me that? What translation is that? Hmm. Thoughts and attitudes. Let's go to verse 22. Let's read a few verses. Thoughts and attitudes. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by what? Lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Uh-huh. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. That is powerful, isn't it? Let's go to the previous, the previous screen, the one... Let the Spirit renew your thoughts, thank you, and attitudes. <laughs> I remember growing up, I know this never happened to y'all because y'all are angels, but I remember growing up, I got in trouble a few times, maybe more than a few, for my attitude. I wish adults could get in trouble for their attitude. I wish I could walk up to people on the street and go, you know what, you have a bad attitude, you are not going out tonight. <laughs> no, really. Say, man, Pastor Matt, that's great. No, I wish I could go up to people and go, that's it. Give me the keys to your car. Until you act right, you are not driving your car. Well, how do I get I don't care. Call, call Hobbs Express. <laughs> Give me your keys. People have bad attitudes, and guess what? A bad attitude, it's, it's hard to be around. 
I know you're not this person, but have you ever been in the office or at work or on the job, out in the oil field somewhere? And there's somebody at the job, that one person that has the awful spirit at work, and everybody's afraid to upset them because then it'll ruin everybody's day. I hate that. I remember working with people like that. Just the way they walk into work, you go, oh, it's going to be a weird day today. Like a real cartoonish almost, like they're stomping in. Barrettes falling out of their hair. It's not, not just women. I'm just saying. Men too, but I could just imagine the cartoons, like stuff falling off of them, and they're walking in all mad. They're like, oh, here we go. No, you got to be in a place where you can confront that in love. Man, take that to who you need to take that to, but don't put up with that, and don't walk on eggshells forever with people's attitudes. You pray for them, and you be bold in the Lord. You walk in love and go, uh-uh. You know why? Because attitudes are manipulative. Say, every time I say good morning to him, he says something mean. You can stop saying good morning if you want. You can just be kind. There's lots of routes you can take there. I mean, I've known people that I'd say, hey, how are you doing over the years? i say, man, I'm doing terrible. Well, we're in the honest stage of our relationship, right? Praise God. Okay. But someone that's just running the whole atmosphere, why don't you intervene? And Scripture says overcome evil with good. One guy in a song, he says, man, my good will overcome your evil. Just, just be a light. Remember we talked about that about a month ago? You are the light of the world, Jesus said. You be a light. You walk in love, you forgive, but you don't have to be a wimpy Christian, a doormat. You don't. People wiping their feet all over. No, you stand up and go, hey, 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 you know what? Do, you, you know what will really throw people off? Let me just, I don't know who this is for today. You got someone coming into work all crazy? Let them show up all crazy? That's not very original. But you can picture it. They're showing up all wild. They show up and go, hey, man, can we pray together today before we get our day started? I'm going to pray. And if they say no, guess what? Now it's obvious that they're tripping. Not that you're trying to do mind games, but they don't have to pray, but they'll hear you pray. You should do it. You should try it. Say, you know what? Let's pray here. My mom was good about that. Man, there's a, my mom would go growing up. She'd go, man, there's strife here. There's strife here. We're going to bind the devil right now. Come on, let's pray. Can you imagine? People showing up at work all tripped out. Um, this could be a Jezebel spirit. Let's pray. Be careful with that because that can be really offensive to people. There's a Jezebel spirit up here. Come here. Let me lay hands on you. Say, Jezebel spirit, that's just for women. Oh, no, some men carry those real well. Humans carry that spirit at times. Not everything is a Jezebel spirit. Not everything's a demon. But I'm telling you right now, we need prayer. We need the word. And we need God to renew the spirit to renew our thoughts and attitudes. So make sure your thoughts and attitudes are right, but you can help people around you too. And if they don't like it, they can quit. Really, walk in love though. Don't be crazy running people off, being mean, but stand up and go, hey, hey, you know what? I treat you well. I come here with a good attitude even when I, when I don't feel like it. Can we talk about what's going on or what? But let's pray. Let's pray. Thoughts and attitudes for self-confidence, your beliefs in your walk with God, the thoughts you think about other people, we've got to make those good habits, okay? So let me review these today. What kind of habits do we have in these areas? And be thinking about it. Your words, your actions, and your thoughts and attitudes. Think about that. And God can correct it. And I'm telling you right now, here's the beauty about habits. 
you can make a little tweak, a little adjustment. You ever turned a screw on something and it fixed it? It was just a little bit loose and you just went like this and said, oh, man, that was it? That was it. You thought the whole thing was going to fall out the wall or the wall was going to fall down. It was just turn a little screw. Many times with habits, you start small. And I'm gonna, that's going to be one of the main thrusts of this series is I'm going to tell you, you can start out small. You say, man, I can't get up and pray. Get up 30 minutes earlier and go pray. You can do it. You can do it. You say, man, I don't know about the Bible. Start somewhere today. Get in the Word now. Let that be a habit you never forsake or walk away from. Always make sure that you are aiming toward godly habits, things that please God and bless others as well. And that, in, by doing that, we're showing God we love Him and we're showing others we love them. Love God and love others, all right? And let God work on your habits. Go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that, man, I don't know about habits, Pastor Matt, but I, I need to accept Jesus and make Him the Lord of my life. If you have never accepted Jesus and made him your Lord, this is the right time and place to do it. You say, man, Pastor Matt, if I died tonight or something happened to me, I don't think I'd make it to heaven. Well, let's make sure of that. If there's anyone who has never, ever confessed Jesus in public, you've never come to the Lord, would you raise your hand today so I can pray with you? We'll pray with you as a family. No condemnation here. If there's anyone in this house, God bless you. You've never accepted Jesus. God bless you, Miha. Takes courage. Let's pray together as a family right now. Let's agree. Everybody in this house, especially those that raise their hands, but everybody, say that, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I need you now more than ever. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. Come into my life. Jesus, come into my heart. Say, I confess. Jesus as my Lord. I believe Jesus died and rose again for me to save me. I can't save myself. I can't cleanse my sin. Say, but Lord, you're cleansing me now. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses me and takes away my sin. I believe Thank you for becoming my Lord. I confess you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. I want everybody to look up. That was a very important prayer. Real simple this morning. I'm not going to get in your business. I'm not even going to know about it. I'm not going to know what it is. And I'm not going to take long. But if you need a miracle... You need help from God in some aspect of your life this morning. Come to this altar. Fill this altar as quick as you can. Come on up. You say, man, Pastor Matt, I need a miracle. I don't care who knows. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it right now. I need a miracle so bad in my life. Come on up here. Health, wisdom, finances, relationships, whatever it is, something, a bondage God is breaking in your life, come on up. Say, man, I need a miracle. Good. Here you are. Praise God. I want everybody in their seats that doesn't come up to go ahead and stand up with us as well. You're going to help us pray. And what I'm going to do this morning, 
John, would you help me? Would you start at that side? We're just going to lay hands on folks and just touch them. We're going to agree with them. Whatever it is, you don't even have to tell us this morning, but we're going to agree with you for your miracle. Everybody in the house, raise your hands. Those up here, those in the audience, let's pray. Let's agree. Father, we thank you right now, and I thank you that you are giving us the miracles that we need right now in Jesus' name. This is a point of contact as I touch these sweet folks. Lord, heal them. Bring deliverance. I thank you for salvation. And Lord, a miracle whatever they need, wherever they need it. Right now, we agree. Right now, we believe God. I unite my faith with everybody in this house and with these sweet folks at this altar right now. We believe, Lord God, in Jesus' name. There are miracles here. There are miracles happening in this house right now, and we believe. We thank you, Father. We unite our faith in here. Scripture says, if two agree is touching anything, it shall be done by our Father, which is in heaven. And Lord, we got more, way more than two in this house in agreement today. Thank you, Father. We believe. And Lord, I, I speak over these needs. You are the God of miracles. You're the God of the living. You're our provider. You're our healer. You are the all-sufficient one. And I thank you, Father, because you are healing and delivering and rescuing and transforming and answering prayers today like you always do. Because that is what you do, God. It's what you do. And we trust you and we believe you. We honor you today and give you glory. In Jesus' name.